This is Robbie Damon, the voice of Karasame in Final Fantasy Type-0. And as your commanding officer, I order you to listen to this interview. special edition of the Final Fantasy Union podcast to celebrate the release of Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm here with Dan from Square Enix. Hello. And Robbie Damon. Hey, Robbie. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. How are things with you? Oh, awesome. It's uh, Friday here, so just waiting for the weekend. Yeah, definitely. And you guys have nice weather over there, don't you? It's true. It's true. It's a very British thing we do here on this podcast, guys. We always talk about the weather. You just lament your weather situation. It's really not a fair comparison, Southern California and uh, and London. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. We'll get over it. (laughs) Yeah, we're kind of used to it. If it makes you feel better, it's a little little rainy here today. So this is what this podcast is, right? We're just going to talk about weather the whole time? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, sweet. (laughs) Well, we are British. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Fair (laughs) enough. It's the weather weather and tea. That's all we talk about. Oh, I'm having tea right now. Oh, this is is perfect. Oh, perfect. What kind? Constant comment. Ooh, so it's a lovely uh, spiced intense. black tea. It's very delicious. That's quite unusual for um, to have tea in LA, right? Because everyone, well, most I'm a people, voice actor, man. It's it's the nectar of the gods. It keeps me uh, mm. a little bit of honey. Keeps me healthy and lubed up. That is very true. That is very true. Yeah, coffee would probably like dry you out, wouldn't it? Eh, I'll have some in the morning. I'm not. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> is it a little treat? Yes. Yeah, definitely. yeah. A little afternoon tea. All right, well, uh, Robbie is a seasoned voice actor playing characters like Mamoru Chiba, um, or also better known as Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon and Sailor Moon Crystal, Sway Sway in Breadwinners, and Randy in the Lego movie. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. All true. <laughs> All very true, we hope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to the right person, right? Yeah, we're yeah, yeah that's me. Right, Robbie. If you're listening for the first time, just a quick message to let you know that Final Fantasy Union is part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and Square Enix. It comes out on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. All right, well, let's just get right into the questions. Our first one is about tuxedo mask oh so obviously you play the original tuxedo mask and now you're playing tuxedo mask again so what was it like to get back in the studio and play this character that like yeah i I mean it's been years hasn't it since um since the first sort of installments well that's interesting you're you're close uh what viz is doing is um redubbing the entire original series uncut all 200 episodes and three movies and a lot of the stuff that didn't make it over to the states so when it, fir- when it first came over in the 90s as a Saturday morning cartoon, it was actually uh, dubbed by uh, numerous companies in Canada. So there were four other dudes back in the 90s who, who did uh, their version of, of that uh, during that time. So, so I'm ah, a brand new okay. recast. IMDb so, um Yes. So there's a whole. So I'm not getting back into it. I'm getting into it for the first time. Well, how is it? Like, how is it to be such an iconic character? Uh, it's it's been a great experience so far. Uh, the fans are really, really 
passionate about the show, and uh, that makes that makes it a blast to work on. And uh, you know, it's cool to step into something that's not only being rebooted and relevant, but also has so much nostalgia attached to it. I'm really uh, honored uh, that Viz decided to make me a part of it. Cool. So we're going to move on to questions about your role with Kurasume in Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. Yes. And uh, Kawaii Otaku Girl asks. I can't believe I have to ask this question. Uh, she asks, why is Kurasume so damn sexy? Oh, wait a minute. She follows me on Twitter, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, why is he so sexy? Well, listen, uh, a masked man is always a little bit sexy. It's true. Uh, and I think it's that, um, you know, you've got this hot-headed team of young students all out trying to prove themselves. And, you know, the, uh, he's sort of grounded and stable and... Uh, I don't know. Is he sexy? I don't know. I don't know. I guess he I is. I find him to be pretty yeah. sexy. All right. She's the, girl, the one girl in the room goes, their, uh-huh. It, you got it right. I think it's that mystery there because, like, you you wouldn't want to mess with him at all. Ever. Right. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear when he sort of slaps nine the first time they meet. Yeah. He makes his presence known. He makes his manliness mm-hmm. his manliness show through his slap. Well, he is the ice reaper, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The icy blade of death on the battlefield, something like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, Pikachu asks, uh, well, first says, uh, Kurasume is my favorite character. Has he left a strong impression on you as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge Final Fantasy nerd from back in the day. So to be able to be a part of the Final Fantasy series was amazing. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you could tell from my voice, but typically I don't play too many deep-voiced, stoic-type characters. So, So to be able to to play something like that and have it to be a character that's so fun and engaging in a, in a leader role. That was really unique for me. And uh, yeah, it, it left an impression on me, the character itself, of, of course. I think every character you get a chance to play uh, becomes part of you in some way or another. Cool. Well, since you, you mentioned that you're a bit of a Final Fantasy vet, what was the what was the first Final Fantasy game you played? Oh, the very first was yeah. the first one when it was oh, wow. Final Fantasy because the company, like I'm, now I'm dating myself a little bit, but uh, my friend had it on his NES in his basement and we played this game and it was unlike anything, you know, it was mostly platformers and adventure games at that time. And then along comes this, you know, turn-based RPG that's, you know, these pixelated cool characters in this big fi- in this big fantasy world. So that was the first one that I played. And then, you know, I, I played them as they came because their releases were sort of sporadic and misnumbered in the, in the early days. Yeah. And I think I really, really got into it um, like most people with Final Fantasy VII. And then I went back and played some of the older ones like on the on handheld systems when they came out to sort of refresh myself. But uh, I got to say my, my favorite all time is ten. Oh, I know. I might, yeah. take, I might take some heat for that, but that's no, my favorite all time. No, definitely not. Ten nah, is nah. like such a well-loved one. Did you get the HD remaster? Uh, No, I haven't got it yet. Oh. Is, is it out here yet? Yeah, is it? yeah. From- it's awesome. It, ha- it just has a great story and it, like, it hits all the high notes really well. So yeah, there's nothing and to be you know the first the first with uh, with voice acting, which yeah. I, I as a voice actor I I really enjoyed, and uh, and a lot of those people in that cast, you know, John DiMaggio, Tara Strong, yeah. James Arnold Taylor, they went on, you know, in the past decade and a half to do huge huge roles in the voiceover world. So so it's it's nice to see that that series can can breed uh, uh, talented careers. You know, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I've I've spoken to a lot of fans you know over over my time at square and it's usually i mean you expect a lot of people to start with final fantasy 7 just because you know the game is and what the time and whatnot but 10 
10 is the is usually the next one that people say if they have if they didn't start with 7 they started with 10 and usually when it comes to final fantasy games like your first is more than likely your favorite mm. Yeah, it's true. It's like uh, it's like uh, Legend of Zelda. Like you know objectively that Ocarina of Time you should like it the most. Yeah. But for me, it's Wind Waker. Um, so yes. y- y- you know. <laughs> you've gotten uh, on death. Are we friends yet, or did you just hate me? I don't know. Yeah, let's let's change the topic of this yeah. podcast. Yeah. Now we just because <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Final Fantasy seven and ten are my favorites. Seven first, right? And ten is my second favorite. Then yeah. then eight, then six. And right. Wind Waker is my favorite Legend of Zelda game. So good. Ah, we're did besties now. Did you guys now. just become best friends? I think we did. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mask. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Wait, you're not wearing a mask right now, are you? I can't see you. No. Well, in a way, then, there is a mask. There is oh, a virtual well, there, there is mask. a hot filter in front of us. I know, I know. It's true. So, maybe. I just, I just <laughs> won't stand up because then I won't go above it. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird going. Oh. Um, anyway, yes, back to yeah. Final Fantasy Type Zero HD. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep, to keep it real. Um, what's what's the next question? So, Sunny asks, "How did you interpret the development of Karasume's relationship with Class Zero? Well, you know, the nice part about for those of you who don't know how we we do localization or dubbing, you know, we we get a. Um, we get to preview the, the original Japanese a, as it stands. So you have this beautiful benefit of hearing the the, the original Japanese uh, delivery. So when it comes to interpretation, you know, I wouldn't say that you're limited, but you are trying to stay true to the Japanese while giving it your own interpretation. So um, for me, that path was already drawn a little bit by um, by the wonderfully talented Japanese actor who who did it originally. So um, so as it came on, I think there are a few key moments that sort of clue you into how um, how he feels about the class. Like there's a moment where in the garden and he tells them, you know, hey, come back from this next mission. Uh, you know, I want you to to succeed in your mission, but I also want you to come back. Mm. And he, he sort of apologizes for being I think he calls himself an ass or something like that. And that moment for me was like, oh, this guy. This guy really cares about these kids. He's not just this sort of hard-edged teacher. And I think that informed the way the rest of the story went and the, the finale. And, um, and then we went back in pickups. We found some room to give him a little bit of a softer side from time to time. Sure, definitely. Uh, this next one is from Demovaman, who wants to know, was there anything you found unique about Karasame's character compared to other roles that you've done? Yeah, I think I've touched on it a little bit before. A lot of the characters I play are sort of up and younger yeah. and really high energy, like young hero kind of stuff and goofy cartoon stuff. So different from other voice roles, you know, I, I, I did get to uh, I get to get, did get to be a little bit more of a badass. And that was I <laughs> was really fun. So uh, but as far as uh, actual character stuff, yeah, every character is uh, uh, different. If you're doing if you're doing it right. You're um, trying to find something unique uh, in, in every character. So uh, I, I think that that sort of big brother type character I don't get to do very, very often. So that for me was was really, really fun. Cool. So who's next? I don't even know how to say this. Pikachu? Yeah. I'll say that. Pikachu? All right. Okay, Pikachu asks. Pikachu. If there was ever the chance to voice a younger version of Krasame, would would that appeal to you? Would you be interested in doing that? Would you be interested in that kind of story? Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it would. Uh, it always depends on the project, but uh, if something came along that that showed a little bit of his backstory and uh, younged him up a bit, that that sounds that sounds awesome. It'd be yeah, interesting yeah, to see him that. without the mask as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because you do get a glimpse of it when um, in the side quest with I forget his name, but the the mad scientist kind of guy uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Anina, because they are his. Um, what well, they they worked with him when he was younger. And I think there's like a Polaroid picture or something where you get to see. No. Yeah, I, I saw that that clip. It's like a yeah, it's like a quick a quick quick picture of him and his former classmates or something like that, Young right? Cross me, bless him. <laughs> And did, did you know there was um there in Japan anyway? There's a a Kurasume uh, manga. No, I didn't know that. Ah, um, yeah. Oh no, I don't. I to be honest, I know I know nothing other than it exists because I can't read Japanese. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> when I was when I was in, uh, I just got back from uh, uh, Supernova in Australia, and uh, there were some pretty fun uh, Type Zero fans down there, and uh, somebody brought me a, a, a Type Zero manga to sign, and that was super cool. Aww. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, oh man, shameless plug. Uh oh, do it, do it, shameless was, plug. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that was an exclusive. I say exclusive. That was um, part of the collector's edition of Type Zero HD, which was really ah. cool because yeah, it's the first time that the manga had been localized into English, and it was I I read it. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I could not get one in the states. I I tried to pre-order it at three different stores and it was sold out. Oh, Could not really? get no. one. That's true. It's true. Get the, the special edition. I obviously got two versions. You should just been like I'm crossing a damn it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tried smacking the guy at GameStop, but then they just kicked me out. <laughs> I'll send my tonberry on you. Oh, no. <laughs> big knife. Yes, big sword. Bless him. He's so cute. What do you, What do you actually think about like Karasme and his his pet? Tomboy, I mean, yeah. is it, isn't it a bit weird to have such a big knife on your, I suppose, pet? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, doesn't every Japanese <laughs> anime or video game character have some sort of weird pet at some time or another? Yeah. I mean, pretty pretty darn close. I just think he's so cute. Yeah, he's cute. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have those? <laughs> uh, I don't so, think so. I think that's oh, something that a plushie or something. I don't know what's running around the English countryside. <laughs> <laughs> Well, to be there fair, be. they're wielding big kitchen knives or those kind of knives. I'm, I try to stay away. <laughs> well, I'm not traveling to... <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's very true. Okay, this next question is from Sunil Garhania, who asks, Class Zero members pronounce Karasume in unique ways. Is it common for voice actors to bring their own interpretation of stuff like this to the booth? Are we talking about pronunciation of Japanese names? Yes. If you're lucky, you've got a native Japanese speaker that's helping uh, um, with the script supervising. Sure. Uh, and and they might guide you in the right direction of most of the Japanese pronunciations. Or you've just got a script supervisor who's done so much anime or video game localization that they'll know the, the way to say a character's name. Kurasame, I think, was pretty common among the class but i think there was a few a few uh kurasames in yeah. there uh I, I don't even know how i said it do i even say my own name i don't know i can't remember, remember. I don't one, a long time ago yeah once to introduce yeah. when you introduce yourself yeah how did i how did i do it i'm trying to remember you don't now. know i think it's i think you say kurasame Kurosame, and that's the way I was told to. So yeah. if there's any haters out there, uh, I apologize. I was uh, I'm just told that told. way. <laughs> I'm a dumb actor. I just do what I'm said. Aww. Said, see, I can't even say a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> 
But technically, you weren't told to say that. What? Ouch! Stop calling me out. I told you I'm dumb. You're going to trick me. <laughs> no, no, let's move swiftly onwards. Um, so we've spoken to Eliza Jane Schneider, who is a cast member of yours on Breadwinners. Yes. And she mentioned that you've trained a horse. Um, what? Well, you're sorry. You've trained a horse. You're a trained horse rider. Uh, how did yes. that come about? Y- Oh, man, I grew up in the country, man. You learn how to do all sorts of weird stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I ride. Uh, it's, there's not that many opportunities in Los Angeles anymore. Yeah. But uh, I did a show. I did. I used to. I came from a theater background, so I did a summer stock where we had live horses in the show. And I did that. I was there for three years every summer. And uh, I had this big break during the show, so I would just uh, hop on a horse, bareback, and throw a bridle on and ride around for as often as I could and <laughs> hang out with uh, the guy who handles the horses and go on midnight rides and... If any of my buddies had horses and uh, had some friends who had horses growing up, so you sort of just fall into it, yeah. That's awesome. Ooh, so do you get still get a chance to do that often to ride? Whenever I get a chance to go, I will. I think the last time I did, I was down in Peru, and they've got these wow. Peruvian dancing horses. Ooh. They like prance and dance, and uh, and I got to ride a couple of those. That was that was pretty fun. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I've never, yeah, 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 I've never actually like ridden like a proper horse before, and. So I definitely, definitely admire that. <laughs> yeah, everybody should everybody should ride a horse in a gallop once in their life. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you get to see a pic? Uh, well, obviously, yeah. You 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 saw quite a bit of uh, Karasame when you were uh, when you were auditioning, or did mm-hmm. you not see anything of Karasame when you were auditioning for the role? No, no. We just got a. Uh, I, I saw a picture of the character and a character description, and uh, and I noticed that most of the lines were sort of directive giving, sort of military type lines. So, uh, so when I auditioned, yeah, that's all I had was pictures and description and uh, and a script. Did you have a the yellow pea. I did. Yellow pea. <laughs> That's a yes, funny way to was, ask that question. I know. <laughs> that was the code name. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yellow pea. <laughs> oh. I wasn't sure what I was getting into, but. So weird. Uh, good thing it turned out for the best. <laughs> yeah. A military officer for yellow pea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That doesn't sound like the most. <laughs> uh, sounds quite smelly. Hmm. <laughs> So did you did you happen did you audition for any other characters? Did you get to see their um, any details on them as well? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They they sent out a breakdown with several characters, and I believe I auditioned for um, a few of other like a, a couple of the couple of the classmates, and uh, I think Nimbus, uh, a few, few others here and there. But no, this is what I was ended up I uh, ended up with, and cool. uh, I'm, I was very happy with it. Do you remember which which class members you you auditioned for? I do about oh, three to five hundred auditions a year, so it's it's buried somewhere in the bank. I don't think I, I could I could remember that right now. Yeah, that's cool. I, do, I was just out <laughs> personal interest. I was just thinking, oh, I'm trying to picture now what 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 voice. I mean, obviously, I I can only think of you as Karasame. Yeah. So I'm trying sure. to think what other voice your what your voice would match which other class members. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and then now a high pitch one. All of them, even the women. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. That that wasn't awkward at all. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was awesome. <laughs> it's only awkward when you guys pause after you do it. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to pause all the time now. Damn it. <laughs> Get out. English awkwardness. So, okay, without spoiling too much of the story, if we talk about that scene that you mm-hmm. know, hopefully we're going to be talking about the same scene, but um, mm-hmm. how did you feel doing that scene with... Kurosame and Lady Setsuna. 
Oh, that scene. Uh, oh, come on. As an anime video game fan, it doesn't get much better than that. You know, anytime, anytime there's uh, energy beams and lots of screaming involved, uh, you're going to be pretty excited. Um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a great scene. And, you know, like I said, I'm a Final Fantasy fan, so obviously I'm a fan of cinematics. Mm-hmm. So um, being able to match picture and, and have all that to go off of was, uh, was a, a really, really cool experience. Cool. Did you know how the story... I mean, did you have a full picture of how the story was going and where it was going to go? Or did you just do your lines? You're like, oh, man, this is what's happening now. Dang. It was basically scene by scene. So, no, I didn't know the overall arc. So when that kind of when those bigger moments happened, uh, just like real life, they came as a surprise. Yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully that made it play somewhat organically. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely say it had real power and emotion i'm really being careful with my words now not yeah, to say too much and yeah, i don't yeah. want to say too much yeah. <laughs> but uh that's actually all the questions that we have um thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us robbie oh it was my pleasure you guys are great <laughs> be sure to check back with us in the future as who knows we may even have more type zero hd interviews coming out in the future thank you again robbie thank you have a great day guys